the Recovery Revolution will be podcast on the Since Right Now Addiction Recovery Network. This is the Unruffled Podcast, episode 100. This is a podcast about recovery through creativity. We live an intentional life. We thrive. I am Sandra Primo. And I'm Tammy Salas. And we are The Unruffled. Hey, Sandra. Hello. Happy 100th episode. Happy 100th episode to you. I didn't even get you anything. I didn't get you anything either. I was trying. I was trying to get you Kathy Valentine. That's what I was trying to get you. But I was trying to get you someone too, you know. Mm-hmm. Right. But, so we, we decided that we either were either gonna interview a celebrity for this 100th episode, or it was just gonna be us. Guess what? Guess what you guys get. Us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we did try, and then we hit a little snafu with one that kind of, I don't know, I was having a tough week that week, um, mm-hmm. and we just kind of talked about it, and we're like, we can just, let's just chat. I mean, this is how it started. Right. And I think that's kind of fun. I think that's fun to reminisce and kind of look back at the last 100 episodes and just, we've come a long way, my friend. We have, but I will tell you what, I went back and listened to the first three episodes and even though we did not know what we were doing at all, <laughs> right? we were faking it well because, uh, you know, they're, I'm, I stand behind those. Mm. We sounded good. I, I listened to them a while ago, so it's been a while since I've re-listened, but it's hard for me to re-listen sometimes. You know, I mean, I re-listen every week to kind of check the breaks in the show, but to go back and solidly listen to one, yeah. I'm glad to hear that, Sandra. I'm glad that you're saying it's, it's stood up, um, because I think a lot of our listeners like it too, because our, num- our first introduction, our first episode is the most downloaded episode we've ever done, mm-hmm. which makes sense. Right, right. Because to me, you know what? <laughs> I'm glad you're seeing that number positively because to me, what it says is somebody that's new to our podcast listens to the first episode and says, yeah, not so much. I'm not into this one. <laughs> and then they move on to spiritual right. or something. No, I, I think that they listen to us and then they go, because we have so many, they pop into different ones. Ah, that's, that's what I'm thinking. Better, that's the math that I'm creatively doing in my head. Well, like they listen. Better. You're the second most downloaded, Sandra. And again, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. I just think we have a lot of episodes to choose from now. I just got a really nice message. I've been getting so many nice messages um, from listeners and people that are on my newsletter that say that they listen to us and that they're like, one person's like, I'm a third of the way through all your shows. Mm-hmm. halfway through all your shows, like they're listening from the beginning and kind of going through. Right. So I hope that's helpful. And I hope that, yeah, that the, they'll, they're going to inch up to get to the later episodes, Sandra. They'll all add up. eventually. Well, <laughs> I tell you, I don't know how you feel about this and I'm curious to see how you do. You know, when somebody comes to me and it's been happening a lot lately, and I guess that's just 
I mean, even though we are what in April, we'll, we will have been doing this for two years. Yeah. Um, as you guys know, we put out an episode a week and so we've been consistent for almost two years. Um, hundred weeks in a row. Mm-hmm. A hundred weeks. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had a lot of listeners lately that have been saying sincerely, you know, thank you for all you do. Thank you for putting yourself out there and making yourself vulnerable and saying what you say and just thank you. It's helped me so much. And it makes me pause for a minute whenever somebody says that because I almost like look around and go, are you talking to me? (laughs) Because, (laughs) oh, you are talking to me. Okay. And it's not just, that's, I'm not trying to be modest or show humility, but I think I just get, I get caught up in the tasks of it sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I also get caught up in the gifts that I receive from doing this personally, you know, like I get to talk to this person or I get to learn about this or I get to explore my thoughts on this. And I forget sometimes that there's a listener who also gets something that they need from this. Yeah. I I just had tea with a friend and she was saying like, I know more about you than you probably know about me because I listen to the show. And I was like, Oh, and then I forget and then I'll be saying something and, I, and I'm, and then I go, Oh my God, I'm like repeating everything. I feel like I'm repeating myself because I probably have said this on the show or I have already, you know, gone over this topic, but, um, it's kind of, I forget as well. And connecting with women in real life helps remind me, um, mm-hmm. you know, when we had that women's circle a couple of weeks ago, most of the women there were listeners and it was so beautiful. And I, I felt so humble and like, I don't know. It felt kind of weird actually, you know, in Mm -hmm. a way like I don't, they know me, but I don't know them yet. Yet I do. And I think that's what the connection is. Like we all Mm -hmm. kind of share a common bond, you know, our struggle with alcohol, whether that's somebody who's sober or sober curious, like we still share it. Um, yeah, I feel lucky. And it does feel a little weird. Um, sometimes too, that we forget there's listeners. It's just me and you just, and sometimes a guest. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. Right. And it's just us. Uh, yeah. It's not a vanity trip or anything. Mm-mm. I, you know, we were just, we were curious, we are exploring and, and then we put it out for everyone else to be curious and explore as well. And so, but you know, that just, um, illustrates how, you know, we certainly, it's interdependent, you know, this isn't a self-made accomplishment. I mean, sure, you know, we're consistent, we show up every week, but we rely on the interdependence of all the, everyone involved, all of our guests, all of our listeners. Um, Gosh, we, you know, in the beginning, we sure we, you know, we put forth the action, mm-hmm. but we needed help big time. And we still oh, do. Yeah. You know, we, we needed Chris Aguirre <laughs> to help us. I know. Well, that's the thing. Tell that us this- how to make a podcast. Cause we had no idea. And even though we'd done research, we still needed like a friend to come in and go, okay, well, here's how I did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was so generous and, and he, um, 
you know, he was kind of our inspiration too. And he was such a nice guy when we got to meet him in real life. Um, you know, he was one of the three men that have been on our show in a hundred episodes. He was the first, no, no, he was the second. And, um, I think that the show has, has taught me Sandra about just that, how to ask for help. I'm not great at it. I don't know about you. <laughs> it's hard and it gets easier in recovery for me to be able to ask for what I need help with. Um, and to change the story that I can't do something, you know, or that I don't know how to do something. This show has shown me like we, we've done a lot of things that I didn't think we could do. I know. With technology, I mean, with the help of Steve doing our show, I really appreciate his part. I know now that we could do it if we needed to do those things, you know, like I feel more confident now, I guess, mm-hmm. um, as a creative um, person. Uh, I let that kind of fear of technology always stop me. It's kind of one of my big stories. And this has shown me that, I mean, we've done, I'm so proud of us, a hundred in a row. We've never missed a week. We've been consistent for our listeners. Um, And you know, in sobriety, you kind of routine, ritual, habit, uh, listening to podcasts, they're all, they were all part of my recovery. I know they were part of yours. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, um, I think that that the podcast has been this other extension for you and I to kind of, um, to grow our recovery and our community and our network of women in real life, you know, near us too which has been really great. You have your Austin gals and I have my tea and toolboxes, local gals that are, that we meet. And it's been awesome. It's been really um, a beautiful byproduct of of what we do here every week. Right. And I mean, the podcast itself for me, and I'm, I think I could probably even speak for you is one of the gifts of sobriety. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be doing this if I hadn't have gotten sober. No, no, you're right. And I was, this is Mike made some noise here on the pod. Um, I'm going through my binder. Sandra, you know how I love a binder. <laughs> and I have, I mean, this thing is huge. It's one of those really big binders. But I love that I have my notes from the first time um, I was talking to you. And I'm not going to quote them right now. But I just, I have, I have this uh, little catalog of where it all began. And when I was looking at it in preparation for the show, I was like, this is so cool. I knew that by talking to you, we were going to make something together, you know? Right. And I didn't didn't know what, how it was going to be or for how long or what it was going to look like, but I knew that I knew between the two of us, we could get it done. Yeah. Yeah. And I felt proud of that. And and I knew that as an inner knowing, like I knew that from the first time I heard you, I had hoped to have connection with you. But then after we started talking and getting to know one another, I'm like, oh, we can do anything. Like I know we can. Right. And just to even be able to hear that inner voice and to start to make those connections yeah, only comes from the clarity that I get from being sober every day. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> Sandra, I'm looking at these notes for a second. The first time I talked to you on the phone, I don't do this with everybody I talk on the phone with, by the way, but I did it with Sandra. <laughs> Beware. You talk I take to notes. On the phone, she's going to take notes of your Yeah, for my dossier on you. <laughs> um, but it's, um, it was on May 16th, 2016. And I said, phone call with Sandra. Great voice, exclamation point. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> like, yes, you do. Yes, you have a great voice. And then you told me something your sponsor said, and I was just like, and telling me, recommending podcasts. And it was just, it was so great. And tell me about your children and your husband. And um, I loved it. I loved it. You told me about your um, teaching degree and your bachelor in sociology and just like all the photography and film background. And I loved it. And I loved it. And I knew like, that's the gal I want to do something with. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And just be able to follow your curiosity. Uh, what's the, what's the, the quote that you, um, that you hear in meetings? Um, Hmm. Uh, action leads to right thinking, you know, so sometimes you just, you don't know what the, you don't know what's going to happen. Um, the specifics of, of an outcome you, you can't, aren't guaranteed at all. Um, but you just have to take the action and it's not like we each had coaches telling us to do this. We just did it. Yeah. Yeah. Intuitively we knew like this was the thing. Right. Yeah. yeah. Because it, it was like, I, I didn't like the specifics. I couldn't have told you, I didn't know what the specifics of the outcome would be, right. but I knew that whatever it was going to be, if it wasn't going to be good, at least it was going to be true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's what, um, hopefully, uh, it's what I get out of it. And I guess we, we do this for us first, right? <laughs> and then if yeah. somebody else gets something out of it, that's just like a bonus on top. Um, and I think, I hope you don't mind me sharing this, Sandra. Um, no. Here we go. We can edit it out. If you <laughs> but you said a couple things to me. I'm looking again later on when we were really kind of dissecting how we were going to make the podcast happen. And these are beautiful quotes by you, if you don't mind me. Uh, no, I wish I had some. By you, but I, I did not take notes of our conversation, but go That's ahead. All right. This legal secretary took notes for you. There's even action items and boxes on this thing. So let's see. But the thing that's, that's popping out to me that you said that I loved, and I, you, I had four quotes that you said during that conversation. And you said, um, sober girlfriends who folded me into their flock are kind of what saved you. you said, and, and, and journaling saved my ass too. So you said those two things. And I think what this show is sober girlfriends who folded me into their flock. I think that's, I haven't looked at these notes since we started, Sandra, but that's what this is. Yes, you're right. We're sober girlfriends folding people into the flock. You're right. It feels so, um, it feels right. Like you just said. Yeah, right. Because even though we don't know each of you personally that listen to this podcast, it still feels intimate to me. Mm -hmm. It still feels like an intimate connection. Yeah. Yeah. I loved it. And and I think that's with our, with our secret Facebook group that if people are listening and don't know what we're talking about, it's not a secret society that you can't join. You can totally join. Just send us a message and say, you want to be added to the secret Facebook group. You have to friend us up on Facebook, but that's a nice place um, where people can go share things creatively, right? We've created that space for that, but also to share about if somebody's struggling or if somebody's thriving, like share your victories, um, share your successes, because sometimes um, people that are in your life that are non are, that are drinkers, um, to whatever degree they are, they may not get what you're going through, mm-hmm. and we get it. And we get how big it is that you made your car payment on time and mm-hmm. that you got gas before your gas tank hit E, you know? Right. I remember the first time I started doing that and I was like, I, I felt like I wanted to tell somebody, but a normal, a, a normal drinker would be like, um, 
giving you the golf clap like what? we were talking about the other day. <laughs> That's right. Red the for the Nancy Pelosi. Yeah. You brushed your te- you washed your face before bed. What? <laughs> Good for you. Yeah. Well, another person in sobriety gets it, right? Because it is kind of a big deal. So that the the space we've created there, I hope um, that the the women that are in that group know that it's a safe place to share the money right. and the kind of you know you 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 climbed Mount Rainier and you, you can celebrate that too, but also. Yeah, you paid your traffic ticket on time. So. Well, and I have to say too, there was a time where I felt like I needed to personally comment on everyone's post just mm-hmm. to kind of like show everyone how it's done. This is how we support each other in case you don't know how to do it because <laughs> somebody had to show me, you know, I yeah. didn't know how to do it. And, mm-hmm. but now it's just a bit, it's evolved into a beautiful space where everyone is supporting each other without me having to prompt it. (laughs) No, it is taking care of itself. And sometimes it's quiet and sometimes it's really busy depending on, I don't know. I I like, it just feels positive in there. You're right. Even though I'm not saying that, um, and we're not saying like that sobriety is all this, we, you know, it's not, um, it's not fun all the time. Yeah. Thank you. That's not fun all the time, but no, it is, it, you can stay in the solution is what we try to do. And that's what we try to do on the show too. It's what we try to do on the show. We try yeah. to focus on what's right, I think, instead of what's wrong. Yeah. Because sometimes, um, and there's other podcasts that focus on other things and the way they do things is different than how Sandra and I do them. But we've always had that intention of our, I think they say, as we say at the beginning of the podcast, like we want to talk about thriving. And I think for me, like going forward, we've hit, a hundred episodes. And I really want to kind of go back to that and, and remember like, how are you thriving in recovery? Like how are you thriving in your life? And thriving doesn't actually necessarily mean that everything's, you know, pink clouds either. Thriving could just mean that you focus on the solution Mm -hmm. and not staying in the pity party part. Yeah. And that's, that's hard. Um, it is hard when I'm, when I'm, um, in a meeting or something or when in life, not just a meeting, but just when I'm in life and when people aren't in a solution, when they stay in the problem, I I get like anxiety about it. And it's not that, and it does feel like perhaps that's a judgment or whatever, but you know, I'm human. That's just what I, how I respond. But it reminds me because of all the work I've done, like, oh, that's right. That person's in pain. That person is looking probably needs a solution and maybe they can't find it. And maybe I can have more compassion for that. Um, But it's only because I've done the work to try to stay in the solution myself. Um, That's a daily practice, right? Sandra, I mean, Oh, for sure. When you're in the muck of things, that's why texting with girlfriends is helpful. That's why our gratitude circle is helpful. Another woman can say something and I can read it and I could go, that's the pivot. Okay. They're helping me pivot without giving me tons of advice, you know, just like by an example, just uh, modeling a solution is really key. Mm -hmm. I really respond to that rather than being told what to do, which I think a lot of people that probably resonates with. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's just a frame of mind um, Mm -hmm. because you can wake up every day and your circumstances can look exactly the same every day. Yeah. Um, but it's just how you respond 
to them. And I think that that's what we try to focus on. Yeah. In this podcast. I think we've done a good job. And I think, um, you know, our guests have done a great job too. Like the, the people that we've um, had on the show, um, it's been such a gift. I was looking back at all of the guests. I mean, I was looking at our first guest. I have to say something about our sweet first guest because how brave was she, right? I know. It was Sandy Ford and she was episode, what number was she, Sandra? Did I put it on here? Yeah. Episode 13 was when we finally got brave enough to have a guest on the show and Sandy was it. And I loved her story. We met, um, through secret Facebook groups, I believe. Uh huh. Um, yeah. And that first, uh, we were so nervous. I remember, right. <laughs> but we did it anyway, which is kind of like what the show is too. I mean, we do talk about sobriety and that's the, 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 that's the theme I know for a part of it. The other part is just creating something. So I, I'm hoping that we're showing listeners like we're freaked out to maybe interview somebody at episode 13, but we did it anyway. Right. Mistakes will be made. That is inevitable. <laughs> totally. And the world didn't end and we were nervous. I don't, I'm sure she was probably a little nervous to be the first one, um, but she did it anyway too and met us. And so then it all seemed doable, right? Yeah. It's doable when we all kind of show up together and can be vulnerable and imperfect. And maybe my dog's going to bark this morning, just so you know, Sandra, by the way, because he's on guard. Um, and that noises and things can happen on the podcast and we didn't, it doesn't have to be so precious. I was right. really nervous in the beginning about that, but then we kind of lightened up. We're like, that's yeah. just life. We're just two moms making a podcast. Right. <laughs> In our homes, where our children live. Soundproof studio and right on on some you know beautiful tenth uh, floor of an office building or anything. No, it's it's just not that at all. I'm, in fact, I'm in my son's stinky room because he has the best <laughs> computer in the house. <laughs> I'm in the house because I'm. Uh, it's cold out in my studio, but I'm learning after you know ninety some odd episodes that this might be the best place to record for sound and for internet connection for me. So that only took 90 episodes. <laughs> I don't like to do anything too fast, Sandra, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> apparently. Yeah, I, I like to get the slow lesson. You know, it'll <laughs> reveal itself over time. Like, oh, maybe the problem is me. Oh. Well, okay, so what else do we have? Um, we have lots of milestones and things. Um, but we have had three men on the episode. Yeah. So uh, we so, are not anti-men. No. Men. No. We should not? state that because yeah. we love men. We mm -hmm. are, I, 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 I love to go to co-ed 12-step meetings just so that I can hear men, really solid, healthy men speak out loud about their vulnerabilities. I, I, there is nothing I love more, actually. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. We just haven't had a lot of men. <laughs> yeah. We had Daniel Blue. He was episode 14. So he was after Sandy. So we were still brand new. And do you remember when he came on and he had the video on? Oh, right. <laughs> so we were doing it on Skype and Daniel, um, whom I met at uh, Right Doe Bay and, uh, and um, yeah, he's a musician and he is all just looking gorgeous and has on a nice uh, outfit and has this whole background that's amazing. And it's like, he's ready for video. 
because he's, right. he's a rock star. And we're like, oh yeah, we don't do that. Because we're oh, like, yeah. just rolled out of bed, no bra on, like hair crazy. And I'm like, um, we're not going to be using video, just so you know. And he's like, oh, okay. He's really sweet. He's like, oh, okay, sure, whatever. But he was ready to go. Like he was prepared. He was on time and ready to go. I forgot about like, that. Oh my God, we were so scared. I was like, nope, we're not doing video. We still don't do video. No, we don't do video. (laughs) Yeah. And then Chris Aguirre was episode 20. So, you know, a couple episodes later, we were ready. And then we had Sam Lamott on for episode 50. So kind of right in the middle of all of our podcasts. Um, And I just gave someone I was chatting with, um, we were talking about, uh, I referenced Sam's episode because um, they had done a year without wine and they were kind of wondering like the year is up now what? Mm-hmm. And I remember he said on that show, like he renews his contract kind of every year with himself. Oh, yeah. right. I think I'm going to go another year. And I said, so maybe you could think about it that way. And the friend was like, yeah, that's a great, you know, I didn't think about it like that. Mm-hmm. You can occupy the space in your mind again when you're not, you know, should I or shouldn't I, or should I moderate after you've hit a milestone? So I was happy to kind of reference back to that. Um. Let's see, where else do you want to go? What should we? Yeah. Um, well, what, what was our, what was our most downloaded guest interview? Um, Katie Bickle. Oh, Katie Bickle. Katie that Bickle was, was our good. most downloaded guest interview since mm-hmm. the inception of the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She wrote that great essay on motherhood on her blog and we talked about alcohol and being a mom a whole lot. Yeah. Uh, that's a topic that um, a lot of people, a lot of women want to talk about. Yeah. It's where we carry the most shame, I think. Oh, for sure. Most baggage is around that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Katie, um, Laura McCowan, and Ann Dowsett Johnston. Mm. Those are our most downloaded episodes. Um, for episodes up to 50, up to one through 50, because it's had more time. So more, more people right. can to those. So those were the top three. I remember how nervous I was to interview Ann Dowsett Johnston. Yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> she said yes, but she She's was a so- real author. She was mm-hmm. so sweet. Yes. Well, generous. so sweet, so generous, so uh, wise. She's so yeah. knowledgeable. Yeah. yeah. And then Laura, I mean, it wasn't, I wasn't nervous to talk with Laura just because I talk with Laura and, um, but it was right around the time that the home podcast was ending uh, with her and Holly and we didn't kind of know what was going on there. They hadn't broken up just yet the show. Um, and so that was kind of like, we didn't really know what we were getting into and what we could ask and what we couldn't. And, uh, I think we navigated it. Okay. But we didn't know that it was going to be the end of the home podcast when we recorded that. Oh, right. It was still ambiguous. And- yeah. They're kind of on a break. So yeah. that was, uh, and then when they broke, I was like, oh, okay. Well, we, we didn't get the scoop on that. <laughs> <laughs> right. But like we say, we're not hard hitting news journalists. We know that. Right. No we're, after no. This, we're not after the scoop. We're just after this, you know, someone to be have, share their experience and, um, and share what they want to share actually on the show. Because we do ask uh, guests, like, what's off limits? Because we're not going to make you do something that makes you uncomfortable. Right, yeah. right. We learned our lesson about that. We don't, we don't really talk about that on the air, but we definitely yeah. um, 
we've had instances, uh, one significant one, but we've had instances where we, um, where we, I guess, talked about something that they later regretted and we com- completely honor that. Yeah. Uh, but then we just going forward because that's how you learn how to do this, right? You make yeah. mistakes like that and then you just learn how to do it differently going forward. We started asking our interviewees if there was any topics off limit mm-hmm. before we get started. That way we don't have to go back and redo it or edit yeah. because we don't edit. <laughs> we don't edit other than when we drop out or something, Steve tries to put that together. But no, we don't edit the interviews. They are just the conversations that we've had. So I think that did help us. I mean, that did, that was definitely a tool that we learned early on to say, okay, since that happened, we need to um, ask our guests what's off limits. And, um, and there's really usually not too much. Mm, Right. And and again, we're not putting anybody on the spot for anything. So. Right. Yeah. I'm sure you guys notice we don't often talk about spouses unless Mm -hmm. the guest brings up their spouse or partner we don't often talk about their sex life unless they want to talk about their sex life. <laughs> yeah. 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 Cause this show, I mean, it's about recovery, but it's also about creativity and we've been trying, you know, we're that kind of intersex and we, we try, try to, to stay in that niche. Yeah. 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 Um, our, our, our most downloaded episodes, we can chat real quick from episode for the, from the last half of the episodes from 51 to, to now, um, has been Amanda Grace is our most downloaded. Um, that was such a good episode. I know. I need I to have her on again. I, I need to go back and re-listen to that episode because it was so good. Or maybe yes, you're right. We should have Amanda. Please come back on our show. It was such a good interview. Yeah, she's been doing so many great things. She'd have a ton of new things to talk about too. True. So she's True. been thri- talk about thriving. You're she's right. Totally thriving. Mm-hmm. Um, so Amanda Grace, Jamie Amos. <gasps> I get to and- see Jamie. I get to Aaron see Jamie Strong. in a couple what? of weeks. Yes. Yes. She's coming to Austin. Oh, lucky. Jamie. Lucky. I know. <laughs> I, know. I know. We're going to have coffee. Hi. Tell her I said She's going to be super busy while she's here because she's oh. coming for work, but I think we're going to squeeze in a coffee date. Well, she and Taryn Strong and Amanda Grace, those three uh, episodes. So those are episodes. Amanda Grace is 54. If you guys want to go back and listen, I, I wanted to tell you. Um, Jamie Amos is 52 and Taryn Strong was episode 51. So those were the, um, those were the most downloaded for these last 49 episodes. So mm. and every woman, every woman that's been on a show, we could, that's when we were talking like we can't pick favorites. We couldn't. So we just Mm-mm. did the most downloaded. That's because listeners have downloaded it. We could not pick favorites because everyone's our favorite. I mean, oh, everybody yeah. that, if we ask you on the show, we just, we want to have you on the show and you're the, you're the favorite that week. Yeah. Well, in every, there's something brilliant, right? That comes out of every single interview. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. And, and you know, there's just, the stories are so varied as well. The modes of, of the modalities of recovery are so varied. Mm -hmm. There's, um, there's a lot that anyone can resonate with. Yeah. And we're trying, I mean, we chat with people that are doing different things as well. Sometimes that's our focus when we ask someone to come on the show or maybe like Katie Bickle, she just wrote this amazing essay and we're like, we want to talk to her about it. Mm -hmm. Um, It's getting a really great response. And I think that our listeners would really dig it. Um, We've, we've only had one guest on the show twice. 
You know who that is. I think I do. Miss Erin <laughs> Shaw Street. I want to like do jazz hands right now for her. And, like, I know. I know. I know. We need to, we need to dub in the, the clapping. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, Steve, can you do some sound effects for us? <laughs> episode 18 and episode 65. And Erin is also the, um, well, she's never been on the show to talk about tell better stories. Um, and so, but she's the brainchild behind that. That is just her. And she's done such a phenomenal job in this space. And I just, she's such a dear friend to both of us too. She's become a true friend. Yes, yes absolutely. definitely. She, if, if we lived in the same city, we would have many, many thrifting dates. Um, Wearing caftans. And yes. <laughs> <laughs> I can see you two out thrifting together. Many, yes, that, that would be our thing. We would have weekly thrifting dates. I like that when I go thrifting and I see a wicker shelf, I'm like, oh, Aaron would like this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I have like a little thrifting list that I'm always looking for things that you kind of always have on your, you know, which on your radar. Apparently I have Aaron's list on my radar now. Too. <laughs> like she needs that wicker shelf. She needs those chairs. She needs, yeah. Anything gold. Velvet Anything paint. gold, I was going to say. Yeah. She just got paint. an Elvis painting. I know. A velvet Elvis. Pa- I mean, I know. Threatening to go see her. We just have to do it. I know. We were texting over that velvet Elvis painting. <laughs> I was telling her that uh, I don't remember a ton of, from my childhood. I'm one of those people, but I remember the day Elvis died. Oh, <laughs> I remember I that. Yeah. Yeah. Where were you? Where, what, what do you remember? I was riding my, I, I, I was at home and then I went out and rode my bike and cried. Oh, I know. I was a big fan. I had, yeah. a, I had, um, a lot of, I had a little record player in my room. One of those little Sears red yes. record players, you know what I'm talking about? I do. I do. Red and white. I totally <laughs> and, am. Uh-huh. And then I had my, all my parents, um, records, which, Half of them were Elvis records. Oh, lucky. Mm-hmm. I, um, I remember the house and I remember the little TV and I remember being in like the, I don't know what you call it. Like, well, it was the kitchen and the playroom. And I remember my dad coming home. And this will give you a little glimpse into my family. Um, and him laughing. And the news was on and they, it was about Elvis and he was just laughing and he was like, happy that he'd passed away. Oh. And I was like, as a little kid, I was like, was it 77 he passed away? I missed it. Seven or eight. It's around there because that's the house I lived in. And my mom was crying and I didn't understand what was happening. My dad was so jealous of Elvis. Oh, (laughs) interesting. So jealous that my mom liked him so much. So he was like not being nice. Oh, wow. And I remember being really defensive of my mom and like, don't you make fun of Elvis? (laughs) And so I always remember his um, day of passing, like this really weird family chemistry. Oh, right. Like, you know, that was loaded. There was a lot of time. And then I just remember my mom like blasting Elvis for weeks. Like, Uh I'll show you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Now we're going to listen to him all the time, 24 hours a day. Um, But yeah, that painting that Aaron had, I just saw it and I was like, of course she has that. Like that belongs to her. That belongs to her. 
Hey, Unruffled listeners, just popping in mid-show to remind you about our Patreon fundraising campaign. To date, we have produced almost two years worth of content and have over half a million downloads. We can hardly believe it. If you like what you've been hearing and appreciate our weekly consistency, you can be a patron of this show for as little as a dollar an episode. To donate, please go to patreon.com backslash the unruffled podcast. Thank you for your continued support of the show. Now back to it. Oh yeah. So we, we haven't had a lot of repeat guests and I was thinking about that too. Like we definitely could, I mean like having Amanda back on, I'd love to chat with her. Everybody's changed so much that I watched that we've had on the show to see how their sobriety has evolved and how they are thriving. I mean, that could be a good summer series, like a Thrive series or something like. Ooh, good idea. We're working yeah. this out in yeah, I like it. Thrive time. <laughs> Let's put this on the notes right now. <laughs> we should tell our listeners. I'm going to give them a little behind the scenes, Sandra. Yeah. Um, we share a Google Doc for the show. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how we share ideas. That's where the show notes go. That's where links are. That's how we do the intros. But this thing is about 50 pages 50 long. 50 pages? Yeah. And this is edited after you... Because we keep show notes that are a couple pages long for each episode. Mm-hmm. And then you go back in. Like Sandra's, Sandra's um, what she does for the show that I completely appreciate, Sandra, by the way, is that you condense all of our notes, all of the talks that we've had, all of the things that we've researched. You condense them down to our show notes every week. Right. And um, so this probably would be hundreds of pages long. Right. Before you right. condense them Before. for the show every week. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Because if we are doing research, we put that in there. If we are, we put some questions in mm-hmm. the doc for, you know, if we have thought, you know, um, formulated, pre-formulated questions, um, yeah. just notes that we want to touch on. And then you go back sometimes and add more notes as the mm-hmm. conversation goes. Yeah while we're chatting. And then I print out all the notes before we interview somebody. I I print them out and then I make notes while I'm talking to them or while they're talking with us or while they're answering questions. Cause I'm just, that's just kind of helps me um, stay calm actually while we're interviewing people. Mm -hmm. Um, Lately I've been doing it on the computer the last five or six episodes, but I have, like I said, I have this whole binder and it's basically all our full length notes, Sandra with all mm. of my notes on top of it, which are very cryptic on a lot of these. Um, but it's just so fun. It's like I'm going through, it's almost like just like walking down memory lane when I, when I kind of go through the binder here. And I'm like, oh, look at all those awesome women, men. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What else do we do that might be interesting to them? I don't know if there's anyone else do you think we do that might well, be Well, uh, let's see. Our, our um, logo, our logo has never changed. Oh, right. Right. Amy Lanier helped us. Um, she was but our artwork changed, right? Yeah, she helps us with the, what people see for the episode. Um, um, for each episode that has the image of the person we're interviewing. It's a little border. Yeah. Yeah. She helped us with that. Chris Aguirre des- helped us design um, and digitize the logo. I hand drew it. You inspired me by something you, cause you were going to stitch. Remember? Mm-hmm. We're gonna stitch something. Um, help me with the terminology. <laughs> I was just going to st- embroider. Right, right. Yeah. I was right. Gonna embroider the unruffled podcast, and then we had another. You have other ideas? 
can't remember. Mm. Time became a factor, like a crunch to get this done too. And I think we just went ahead and went with a drawing that he digitized. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Still like it. Yeah, still like it. I still like it. We have a different incarnation that he did. So we have it all in the pink, which we love because we love the hot pink. But he did one in black and white mm -hmm. that would be kind of fun to do for um, maybe this episode. I don't know. Hmm. He did one in white. Um, but we've never really played around with those too much. We just kind of stick with the tried and true. And uh, But that was, you know, another thing that I didn't know how to do. We didn't know how to get the artwork. We don't know how to make artwork for the show or for a podcast. <laughs> Help. We yeah. know how to make artwork. We just didn't right. know how to take it into Illustrator and yeah. manipulate things and do all that kind of stuff. We had to ask for help. We had to yeah. have lots of help. And then uh, when we were coming up with music, same thing. Yeah. We we didn't know what we were going to do for that. We thought we would need to buy some music or I, you know, look on the free music uh, oh, right. rights and all of that. We, we stumbled around with that for a while. And then we started thinking, God, that would be really cool if we could hire someone to make us some kind of original music. And then we remembered our friend Caitlin. Mm, yep. I don't think artist. we ever paid her. <laughs> no, I don't think we did, but we Great pay her. Compliments. We pay her in love, and we <laughs> yes. we thank her at the end of the podcast every every yeah. week. Yeah, and and so Caitlin is a musician, and she also is an artist. She's many things, and she if her link on our SoundCloud, we have Sandra's website, my website. Um, where you guys can go and sign up for our newsletters. We'd love it if you do that. But also we have Caitlin's website, Caitlin Schumacher, mm -hmm. who makes our music. And you guys need to check out her, her website. It's beautiful. She's construct. We've all made our own websites. Caitlin really reflects her style and um, her artwork is there and her music mm -hmm. and her, and she writes as well. So right. she, she writes, all, yeah. she writes on her blog, but her, her art's been, blowing me away lately. You know, yeah. I got her first piece of art from the art exchange. The you first did. piece of art that she made. <gasps> Lucky. And sobriety. Yeah. Lucky. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it was beautiful. Her first piece just right out of the gate. <laughs> I remember beautiful. following her on Instagram. Yeah. When um, I didn't know her name at the time, maybe she had a different moniker on Instagram. Um, but it's been beautiful to watch her kind of slowly evolve and unfold and use her name for her work, you know, which is kind of a process a lot of I'm noticing. Um, I just saw someone on Instagram today saying, I'm not going to use this name anymore. I'm going to use my real name. Yeah. And that is definitely a process in sobriety and being online. Sure, you know, sure. Because in the beginning, you may feel the urge to talk about it, but you don't, you want to stay anonymous. Yeah. I totally understand that you know, signing, um, creating a podcast and, you know, revealing every little thing about yourself with your name <laughs> blastered all over everything is not what everyone wants to sign up for. No. Totally. No. I understand that. And we've been learning about that too, especially me. I mean, you helped me remind me of, um, restraint of pen and tongue. You've told me that before and I've heard that before. And, it's only really hitting home right now, Sandra. Like I said, I'm a little bit of a slow learner um, because I am such a person that I wear my heart on my sleeve. I like to just put it out there. 
but I'm also learning um, maybe the pause, maybe to pause a little bit longer, maybe right. the restraint um, mm-hmm. to think about things first, um, grace over drama. Yeah, because some things, some things aren't ready to be worked out yeah. publicly. I mean, there's a lot of things. I alluded to something just on my blog that I wrote on my blog last week that I, something that I wrote about that I had been avoiding writing about mm. for 10 years. I, I covered some of it when I did my fourth and fifth step, but mm. not all of it. I wasn't completely honest. And I finally, it finally just kept itching at me. It was like it was itching at the same spot on your skin until it just erupts. Yeah. And I finally wrote about it, but I read it in my writing class and I don't know if I'll ever, that might be, those, those years might be the only ones that ever hear it and it yeah. might just be burned or, uh, you know, deleted. Well, I completely. feel like just because we're, um, not, I won't say we, just because I'm sober doesn't mean that I have to share every single little thing, especially on this podcast. Um, I thought initially, like I did like listening to podcasts where they talked uh, about a lot of personal things because I felt like, wow, I don't think I have the nerve to talk about that kind of stuff. So it was fascinating to be a listener and to be a little bit of a voyeur. But for myself, um, I don't know that I can give our listener everything. You know, I can only give um, what I feel comfortable giving. And that's just, that's a lesson too in sobriety. What, what's enough? What's not enough? What's... I get to say, right. I get to decide. uh, Right. There's some things that can just stay personal and, Mm -hmm. and private and, and not the kind of thing where it's, I mean, share, share it with somebody, Mm -hmm. you know, like I just said, uh, because secrets do keep us sick. Share it with your therapist or your pastor or your best friend or your sponsor or whomever, but um, but yeah, but not everything is, is appropriate. I get, I don't guess, or something for public consumption. Feel yeah. Right. Exactly. For public consumption. Yeah. And it's been helpful to have for me, it's been helpful for me to have a sponsor. Um, because I am friendly with my sponsor. I consider her a friend, but she's not in my inner circle per se. You know what I mean? So it does feel like I can go to her and tell her some things. I get to deposit it somewhere that's not, um, that feels safe. That's feel safe. Exactly. Feels safe. And it, not that it doesn't feel safe with friends. Cause I deposit things with you. I deposit things with Natalie, but there is something about someone that's not necessarily in your day to day that feels good to kind of have that relationship with. That's what, what my sponsor has been really, you know, important to me, um, in my recovery. And, uh, it's interesting because when I share things, she's, she shares things with me, right? That's how it works. <laughs> you get right. to back and forth. Um, but to grow, that has to grow too and kind of be organic. And I think that's on this show, what you and I have done together um, is kind of let each other, like those little intros we do at the beginning, it is to touch base. It's to promote something too, because, you know, we are trying to make a living from being creative. So it's to do that and to honor that space and to practice that. Like, I feel like I get to practice here with you, Sandra. Mm -hmm. Um, And it feels, it does feel like a very safe place to do that for me. Yeah. Because we're here to make each other look good. Right. (laughs) 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 And to make our guests look good. Right. 
makes sobriety look good because it makes it, sobriety look good. Yes. Yes. You've said that. And I love that saying I've commandeered it. I've been repeating it. I love it so much, Sandra, because it's true. Yeah. yeah. I like seeing when somebody makes sobriety look good because I know that, um, sometimes it can have a bad rap. Right. <laughs> like it's this punishing thing to be sober. Right. No. We don't want to be dull. We yeah. don't want to be boring. Um, we are not a glum lot. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. So yeah, that's what that's what we're doing here. <laughs> that's what we're doing. And we'll do we'll keep Even doing it. Even though we it, never yes. wrote our manifesto, we could right. now on reading yeah. of our hundred episodes. Yeah. I won't do that though. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh oh, did I just give you a task? <laughs> no, I could think about that. I know I could think about that because yeah, there's so much to pull from and so much um, that we've kind of traversed. Even in our personal lives, the things that like you said, like we don't share on the air, we've we've helped each other through that. And um I know that listening to podcasts in the car when I'm on a walk or when I'm in bed at night or you know, when I kind of uh when I need a meeting, I listen to a podcast. Mm-hmm. When I need inspiration, I listen to a podcast. When I need to check out of the day to day, I listen to a podcast. Like, you know, there's all different ways that I arrive at a podcast. And so I'm hoping that our listeners, when they tune into us, that it's kind of filling that need for them. Um, right, not, right. We're not for everybody. I know that. Um, exactly. Because I think, um, yeah, we don't often stay with the raw ins and outs of everyone's story. And I don't know if we've ever stated that the reason we don't do that. Well, we talked about staying in the solution. Um, and there are podcasts that do that, you know, and they do it well. And, uh, so those are there for, you know, if you really want to hear someone's, you know, the ins and outs of their just raw story. Um, but that's, that's not what we do. Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, we're, our, we've let everybody kind of organically, it flows our interviewing style and we kind of meander through different stories in different ways, depending on how it all flows. So we can't really predict how it's going to be, but I know that you and I try, um, try to head towards a solution. That's why we have the toolbox at the end that you guys have been so nice about. Like everybody loves the toolbox. And that was your um, idea. That was, was your it? idea. I think it oh. was your idea. I think we had talked about wanting to end every podcast with something mm-hmm. and it be a consistent thing. I um, do love a toolbox. So, I, and yeah, that was your idea. And it was such a good idea. I mean, I can't even remember how I felt about it. Maybe like, okay, well, let's see how that goes. And it's gone beautifully. But there's solutions, right? Mm-hmm. They're like little solutions at the end of the podcast. And, and maybe it's not going to work for everybody, <clears throat> but that's just the idea. Like build one, right? Build, build your like own super key. Take what you take, what you want, leave the rest. Yep. Some weeks you'll take some things and you'll leave other things and that will change and evolve. And that's the beauty of having a toolbox and then having consistent or ideas put forth for toolboxes. For sure. Yeah. Because, um, because it changes all the time. I think all the time before we started recording, I was going back to look at our first couple of episodes. I was like, Oh, some things are still the same. And you know, and some things we either share like what, what that week is that's working for us. 
And for people who are listening that are new, um, we're going to do it in a few minutes, but, or maybe this is the time to do it, Sandra. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Um, we're, we need to wind down, but, um, Sandra just had this brilliant, you know, the name of the podcast, maybe we should just start there really quickly. The, the name of the podcast came from you. Mm-hmm. And we were thinking of names of the podcast. I was looking at the notes earlier and it said like, oh, the Ray of Light um, podcast, because I had done a series about that. Um, the Pink Cloud podcast. I had written down all these cryptic notes. <clears throat> I don't remember what your names were, Sandra. I didn't write those down, but this was just like a brainstorming document. And I was like, she already has a really awesome name. <laughs> she already has this the unruffled, I wonder if Sandra would be uh, agreeable to use her name for the podcast. Mm-hmm. And you're like, sure. <laughs> Sounds mm-hmm. good. So can you tell them how you came up with the name, the unruffled for your website? Uh, I will. I, I will tell you. So I, everyone probably knows by now that I make clothing and I've been doing that for 15, 15 years, 15 years. And so when I first um, started, when I had my first sale of clothing, of course, you have to have label, you have to have a name. And um, I can't tell you how I thought of ruffled. I think it came to me in a dream. I don't really remember. Um, I just liked it. I liked the visualization I got from the word ruffled. Yeah because it could be ruffles or it could just be bun, you know, I, I imagined like fabric, bunched fabric. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have, I have a beautiful logo that a friend of mine made for me years ago. I, I, I still love it. Um, anyway. So when I was coming up with the name of my website, I had a, I had a site for, ruffled my clothing and I had a little blog there and I wasn't super consistent with it. Like I wasn't consistent with anything then because I, that was before I got sober. And, um, but when I was coming, when I was sober and I was coming up with the name of my website, I thought I'm going to use what I have because I feel like this is, I'm transitioning. Um, and it was, it was just a transition. And so I just took that word and said, I was ruffled before, but now I am unruffled or un- unruffling. Mm-hmm. Well, ruffle, I'm just looking at <clears throat> the definition is disorder or disarrangement to disturb the smoothness of mm. is ruffled mm-hmm. um, or um, gather into a frill. Mm-hmm. Right. And so to be unruffled, kind of to have some smoothness, to kind of have um, things not be maybe as chaotic as they once were. Right. Right. And to kind of smooth out in sobriety to be unruffled. I love that. Yeah. It just felt right. It felt right for what we we're going to talk about. Did- you, were, you were already on the path because you were interviewing people and having people do guest blog posts, right? Or uh-huh. Uh-huh. on your website. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It just, you were on the path and it was like, well, why don't we just go with it? I mean, as long as it was okay with you, it was okay with me. It didn't need to be a thing. So yeah. Yeah. It just was, it just fit. It was the Mm -hmm. right fit. And now I call everyone in our Facebook group, the unruffled. So we almost have a little tribe name as well. Yeah. Uh, So anyway, it just, I like it. 
I do too. Thanks for letting us use it because I think it just, it just fit. It just was perfect. And we were, I mean, like I said, we, we could have been grabbing and trying different things, but it just, something's like, just like recovery, right? Why try easy is what I think. Yeah. Saying right. like, try reinvent. Yeah. It's, it was, it, it worked. And I think our listeners like it too. You know, I think so. I think they do. I think so. Oh, so speaking of being unruffled, let's maybe get to the toolbox section of this show. Yeah. I wasn't sure what to do today because it is the hundredth and there was a little bit of like, gosh, do we need to like kapow everything? But that's not really, we're not really kapow people in terms of the show. Like, I feel like we're consistent. We, our kapow is that we're consistent (laughs) (laughs) and that we show up and that we're honest and we give ourselves um, very freely every week. Mm -hmm. And I felt like the tools are just, I'm just going to share the regular old tools that um, have worked and pretty much have worked for me for all 100 episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, You're right. And I listed things as well when I was jotting mine down. There yeah. are things that I've probably said before. Yeah. But they keep working. Yeah. So we'll share those. So this part of the show is uh, to share. So Sandra, you have three things in your um, Unruffled Toolbox. Do you want to share your first one? Sure. My first one is trying something new. Mm. I That one still works for me. That one's worked for me. Uh, And it can also apply to, gosh, even just a pivot, you know, if something you've been trying stops working, try something new, or it can be something that you've never explored before. Try that. But, um, I, I keep coming back to that one. Absolutely. I think that, um, I have the guts now. I have the, um, emotional sobriety, if you will. I have the uh, knowledge of knowing that I can kind of do anything now. That's how I feel in my sobriety. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, trying something new does not seem as scary as it once did. So I I think that's a great tool. Great tool. Um, I'm never going to get tired of talking about this one. Morning routine. Mm -hmm. Um, For me, I've been talking about this with a few other friends lately and, um, my morning routine changes. I don't want to let anybody think that it's super glamorous. And I do post every day on Instagram that I make a cup of tea. That's just like a little symbol of my next 24 hours starting. That's what I do. Start it with some music, start it with a little tea, but my morning routine, I was demystifying it for someone yesterday. And I was like, Oh yeah. Like my routine consists of like brushing my teeth, going pee and starting the water kettle. Like that's like the first thing I do when I wake up. taking supplements. Like there's nothing glamorous, um, but it's this routine that I do. And then um, I come to my desk, um, which I've, my morning routine consists, uh, is based on my night routine too. So if I have cleaned off my desk before I go to bed at night, when I wake up in the morning, I can start. And so there's lots of things. I do meditate. I do pray. Um, Right now, actually, I haven't been doing that very much to be quite honest. But my routine is that I give myself about 45 minutes before the house wakes up to do whatever I need to do. It's time you've set aside that you're intentional about. The things that happen during that time can fluctuate. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So I just say a morning routine and and I... um, it changes. I sometimes need more of one thing than the other. Sometimes art I need as soon as I wake up. And sometimes I need to listen to music as soon as I wake up. 
And sometimes I need to write um, morning pages as soon as I wake up. So it changes, but to have one and to know that that time is mine and that I get up out of bed earlier than the household to make it happen is, has been really key to my recovery. Oh, same. Yeah. Same. Same. I, I can't even believe I operated for so long without one. Right. <laughs> operated poorly. Um, so your number two. My number two. So this, it's a long sentence. We, um, in the notes, we can word it however we'd like. But um, listening, to my, listening to what my emotions are trying to tell me and then hitting pause. So, you know, I mean, the, the biggest part of that is just listening to my gut and hitting pause when I need to and not feeling guilty about that. Um, that is a big one for me in sobriety. I used to stay busy from all the time and busyness, uh, kept me from feeling, uh, shame about how I had spent my evening before. Mm. Uh, it kept me from not having to think about things that were niggling at me and making me miserable. Um, and now I can hear my intuition and I can, I can f sit through my emotions and when they are telling me, when they are giving me sh big signs that I need to hit pause, I do without guilt. And if that means that I'm going to go to bed at five, or if that means that I'm going to do, uh, that I'm going to cancel appointments, then, then so be it. Yeah. And I'm going to honor, honor my intuition. You're listening. And to honor yourself. my emotions. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like that kind of builds up over time too, right? Like that's a muscle for sure. Yeah as the longer that we tack on these days of living life this way, um, we get to tap in. I mean, when we did our, our natal chart readings with Natha, that was the, a big thing I got from her. From Natha Campanella was um, listening to my intuition and, and that I dismissed it for a good portion of my life. Mm -hmm. and since getting that reading and working really hard, you're right, Sandra, like listening to the intuition and pausing is important. Intuition and pausing like two really key things that I don't think I could have right away in early sobriety. Right. I just didn't know how to do it. I didn't know how to do it. I couldn't even tell you, I couldn't even define it for myself, mm -hmm. but, but I can now. And I, and dismiss is a good word. I don't dismiss. I don't dismiss it. Um, my self-talk is d different now. Yeah. Mm, that's a good one. Um, mine's a little more Virgo like, um, my second tool <laughs> as my daily <laughs> logbook. I've started this thing, which I started last May after I had a panic attack, after I had my reading with Natha. Um, and I just have a Moleskin um, notebook and I call it my logbook. And I was logging my days for a while to see what was wrong with me <laughs> was what mm -hmm. I was doing kind of, um, 
that's one way of looking at it or what was right with me. So basically, I guess that was more the way what I was doing to help my sobriety, what I was doing to help my panic, what I was doing to kind of move forward with school, what I was doing in my home life. Like I was cataloging my days for about five months and, um, they really informed me and helped me, um, figure out what kind of routine I want to have in my life. And mm-hmm. lately that logbook has morphed and changed just like a morning routine does. And I'm not doing that as much. My, my book has now become this place where I'm depositing dreams where I'm collaging a feeling or a, a dream from the night before I'm writing a gratitude list in there. That's private just for me. Um, I'm not sharing those on Instagram. Like I was, um, I'm making lists of things that I want to do. I'm, you know, that, that book has become this, this place for me to posit um, what's in my head. And I feel like that's a really been a really useful tool for me in my recovery that it doesn't have to be any one thing. It just keeps changing. So yeah, that's, that's my second tool. That's a good one. And it can be a journal for totally. anyone else or just, you can call it whatever, but just a place to dump. Yeah. Still yeah. saving my ass. <laughs> Still happening. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay. So my last one is, uh, checking out in a positive way. Uh-huh. <laughs> the way I check out now are with books. I'm still on my solid reading program that I, as a challenge that I set up for myself at the beginning of the year that I wanted to read 52 books this year. Yes. Um, so I've been checking out with books and that feels like a good way to check out. I've also started Russian Doll. I know a lot of you are watching it. Um, I will not give any spoilers about Russian Doll. But it's on Netflix and it is excellent. Tammy, I think you'd like it because it's um, it's a bit of a Groundhog Day. Riff. It's a bit, bit of a riff on Groundhog Day. Well, you know, I can't, you know I can't watch Groundhog Day, right? Oh, no, I didn't know that. It drives me insane. Oh, okay. Then maybe you wouldn't like it. <laughs> but we'll see. I keep hearing people keep telling me that I should because of, that's my last drink was on Groundhog Day. So maybe I will give it a, give it a go. I'm, go. I'm not binging it. I'm just watching it at a normal pace. Um, <laughs> it's, a good, it's a good check out. Yeah. Good. So reading yeah. and Russian Doll. Yeah. So mm-hmm. reading and... and and Netflix, but okay. specifically Russian Doll. Yeah. Yeah. I've been watching Wanderlust. Have you seen that? Mm-mm. Yeah. We can talk about that another time, I guess. This isn't really probably the section to do that, but um, I thought it was going to be about one thing and it's turned out to be this whole other deeper, deeper meaning. So I'll talk to you about that off air, but Wanderlust. <laughs> okay. British. Um, so let's see my third thing. Oh, my third thing is a lot of things and I'll just, I'm going to sum it up with saying outside sources. Mm. I know that that's a term we hear in the rooms, um, you know, to use outside, you could of course use outside sources besides AA is basically what I'm saying. So I consider my outside sources to be workshops, classes I take, books I read, um, talk therapy, coffee dates with women in recovery, listening to podcasts, like all the supplemental things um, that I do uh, to help keep me on, on track, on mm-hmm. the beam, as they say. Um, 
there are many there. So it's more than just one thing, right? But it's, it's interesting how I look at it now. It's infiltrated my life in a way that even like watching a show like Russian doll, right? Like that there's shows now about this kind of stuff. There's um, things we can find on Netflix. There's um, books to read. I don't know all those things before I thought um, were really hard to find. And I mm. feel like in since even just since we started this podcast, so much has developed in our world with um, all of these um, amazing people in recovery creating things that are destigmatizing, you know, problem drinking. Right. Definitely had a problem. So I, I think that using all of these things as tools, and sometimes it doesn't even feel like I know that I'm doing it. It's just now part of who I am. So I yeah. encourage others, outside sources, if, if being in a quote-unquote program or in a room of any type is not your jam, there's lots of other things to do. For yeah. sure. And um, so that's my last tool. Yeah. Oh, oh well, this 100. Be, I know. This should be the time where the balloons drop. <laughs> Right. And we clink our glasses of sparkling water. Right. You would have a gown on. I do have a, <laughs> I do have a kimono on and it is oh, gold. I have to tell you because nice. we thought about video recording this, but then I realized that I can't do it on my son's computer, but, um, you are wearing a kimono. I am wearing a hot pink scarf. I thought about wearing a kimono as well, but when we decided we weren't going to do that, I just didn't put it on. Well, so I have many other days to wear that beautiful kimono. <laughs> but Sandra, this has been such a beautiful journey with you. And Hi. Um, I know we're celebrating that we got half a million downloads. And I think I'm, I've been so looking forward to that little milestone. I text you all the time. Um, we actually have like 507,000 downloads, but I think that um, that's awesome. Yeah. Who's counting me. Um, <laughs> but I think more than that is just, I look forward coming to the mic every week because I get a date with you. I agree. Yeah, I agree. I love you, my friend. I love you too. Oh, okay. Well, here's 200 more. All right. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I got to go rest up for that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you too. Bye. Bye. The Unruffled Podcast was created and produced by Sandra Primo and Tammy Solis. Our show is edited and mixed by Steve Hecht. Original music composed and performed by Caitlin Schumacher. Original artwork created by Tammy with the help of graphic designers Chris Aguirre and Amy Lanier. Thanks for listening. <laughs>